Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. It's your boy Dave. Adam D holding down the co-host seat as usual. Your two favorite imbeciles, ass wipes, whatever you want to say, but Hey, I'm cool. We're probably not your favorites and you're probably not cool either. We probably are their favorites. But together we think we're cool. We're pretty cool. Yeah, I got a new sweatsuit today after the Bills game. This is the post game show. The Bills are way cooler than us. Yeah, Indy, Buffalo, Indy tried to come into the Rolf, and really, the Buffalo Bills just shot out Andrew Luck. Yeah, gave him a real hard day. That was actually the worst first half he's had since he was drafted. I never knew that. Yep. It's the things. That's the things you pick up when you don't get to go to the game. Sorry. But Dave was there. Yeah, I was there. I mean, it was electric. That's what they all say. It was crazy. Wow. Sorry, there was a table. Yeah, I I couldn't, you know, I couldn't believe it. We've been, it's just so crazy to be sold hope for so long. I mean, Russ Brandon is a freaking genius. That dude is a genius because I've been buying on and I've been believing in this bill saying and they were trotting out whoever. Because really, I mean, we're hometown fans. Well, we're technically from Rochester, but I was freaking Buffalo a lot for a few years. And I love, I love Buffalo. Like, I love the food. I love the people. I love everything. And it's like a second home to, to me. And Deacon, and it's like to be a part of those games all the time. It's really something special, and they they sold us on something with Rex Ryan. You bring in a real coach, and now now you're selling sixty thousand seats. Like the season ticket holders is crazy, and you know we always tell ourselves, you know what, with this guy and this guy. We can make it work. We can do whatever. And with Rex, at least for this game so far, he's put his money where his mouth is. Absolutely. I mean, they really looked dominant out there, especially in the first half. Yeah, I I thought this guy can't move the ball on the Bills. I mean... I couldn't believe it because, you know, sometimes as a Buffalo fan, you want to think, oh, that defense is fine. Oh, that defense is fine. Oh, whatever. I don't know. You you still got to perform. You still got, you know, Kyle Williams said a couple years ago, man, this lineup looks great, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, look, we still got to play the games, man. Anything can happen. I mean, Corey Graham getting hurt first play out there today on defense. I panicked. I panicked because – I had genuine concerns about Ronald Darby and my that to me that was my comfort blanket. Corey Graham's out there. He's gonna assist in coverage. Oh sorry. everything's gonna be fine. He went down so early and I was just like Ugh. And if you think about it too, um they were dropping Aaron Williams down a lot and and, and having like but a yeah, cover well, one kind of thing. Yeah, and I yeah. think that was supposed to be Corey Graham's role because Corey Graham is a hell of a lot better corner. No disrespect, Aaron, but, I mean, you know it, too. I know you're listening. But, like, 
he's the shit, man. Like, Corey Graham is the shit, dude. When you threw the ball on him, you weren't having any luck. That guy is as smart as Peyton Manning on the field. Yeah, no. I know. It's kind of crazy, but. Oh, absolutely. Look, look who mean... he's picked off. If it wasn't for him with the Ravens upsetting the Broncos, I'm sorry. They're not going to the Super Bowl, the Ravens, and winning it. Corey Graham stepped up, and he's slowly, you know, Buffalo kid. Built up and, and and having him lost, I was like, oh my god! But I thought I saw what we thought we would see, which is a lot of leaving one safety right, kind of playing center field, dropping a guy down for man coverage, and that's the beauty of having two cornerbacks as safeties. And if you notice who dropped next, that was Aaron Williams next in line to drop. So that shows you they like having corners because they didn't have Rambo drop down the coverage. Right, right. And one thing that I, I do want to say is I'm really, really glad that Darby came up with that pick, kind of put his name on the map, said, hey, you know what, you're not going to pick on me. I'm glad he established that early on. And he even had a nice pass breakup. Ronald Darby stopped up, man. And again, with the coach saying, this kid can play. Yeah. For me, though, Defensive player of the game, Stefan Gilmore. His play was off the chain today. He was so good out there. Yeah, he stepped up, man. Um, the ball was slippery. Wish you would have got that pick. There was um, there was a couple there was a couple times where he could have could have pulled it in maybe, but he was tackling so aggressively. He was breaking up passes. He he was glue out there. I mean. And again, cornerbacks are going to get beat, and it sucks when we see it because, you know, I'm going to be dead honest with you. Like, when they took Gilmore, one thing I hate, I freaking hate this with sports. Don't anoint because a dude is a first-round pick that dude's going to come in and come through and pull in with this crap. You can't anoint him great until he proves it. And he came off. To a solid start his rookie year. A solid start. Do I think it was great? No. I didn't. I, I, and and I hate it when people were tossing around. Oh, he's great. He's fine. He's great. Yeah, I would go with he's fine. He's going to grow. And second year, he had the club hand thing going on. Yeah. Last that was, year. That was something else, He man. came into form. And people are still saying his second year. Oh, he's great. He's great. No, dude, he's not great. If you're saying it, he's great instead of he could be great or he has the potential to be great, I got an issue with that. And I hate when people shoot those hard statements out there like that when he has approved it. Or maybe you just believe that and you're just, you're not dumb. We all have an opinion. But it, it's just, I think you need to clarify. It's too loose. And it's too premature, quite frankly, to make those statements to these guys. How that relates to Darby. Darby came out firing on all cylinders in camp or in OTAs, in camp, in preseason games, not game one. Darby has come out. Andrew Luck underthrew that ball. That kid eyed that up, made a gorgeous play. Yeah, it was made a real gorgeous nice. play. His yeah. His form was great on that. His head was his head was tracking the ball like he was supposed to. You know, just kind of shattering a lot of these criticisms that have come at him throughout the preseason. Right. He 
And you know, man, I was screaming like an asswipe, you know, and because you guys asked, I'll tell you what I screamed. Uh, take that, Mock Hyper. Take that, whoever the hell. Oh, the Bills don't need a corner. I don't know why they would take that. I'm going to grade their draft uh, an F. Just going to go shove it. No, you know, screw it. I'm going to grade them because they still don't have an answer at the quarterback position. What the hell does that have to do? With how they drafted. And you know what? They always say you can't have enough corners. You know, and again, they always say, just, I'm popping shit I hear. I don't know anything. I'm just connecting my dots. You're connecting your dots, Deacon. And it's like Ronald Darby showed the hell up. And he shut a lot of people up. You want to try Ronald Darby? They knew they were going to. And you could tell they were playing, playing zone on half the field and leaving Gilmore one-on-one. Oh, yeah. With Johnson. And, and you know what? T.Y. Hilton is a shifty little guy. I don't even know if he's little. Just He's just fast, man. Like, he's a shifty dude. He's going to get open. He's going to get those underneath routes. He's going to – it's going to happen. But at the same time, okay, challenge Ron Darby. Why didn't people throw on him at Florida State? Because he was covering the dude so good. And that's what Rex yeah. said when they picked him up. He was right there. He – He's stride for stride with all of these like top top speed high gear receivers. He's right there. He's got the he's got the feet, man. Didn't some people say though he was the best cover corner out of the draft? I mean, arguably yes. I am surprised he didn't go higher, and I've said that before. I just think it's Interesting that everything is just going crazy with, uh, like, defensively. I mean, couldn't believe it. Everybody stepped up. Bradham had a sack. I mean, Preston Brown was in some coverage. And, man, it wasn't all that bad. There was, there was a touchdown from Andrew Luck. And it looked like Aaron Williams blew the coverage or the guy next to him, which is, I'm going to assume, the cornerback. I don't know what corner was down there with him. But Aaron Williams was in coverage, and he went towards the sideline, which allowed a guy with the slant over the top to come in. So I think Aaron Williams was supposed to play zone. And as we talked earlier, I don't think Aaron Williams is going to be the safety that dropped down the cover. So he's going off mental capacity. He could have screwed up, could have been a mental error, or could have be anybody. And, you know, initially you want to be, Aaron Williams, what the hell are you doing? Nah, dude, somebody else wants to, maybe you're supposed to slide down or something. There was a miscommunication. It was unfortunate. But other than that, I, I really didn't see the defense slipping up. I was a little worried about, running towards the left side and I'm 99% sure that was always where Darius should have been lined up because they're running away from Kyle Williams when they're running. Right. And, and I was worried about them setting the edge. And remember that Oakland game we talked about last year where without Darius, the run game, we were like, uh Oh, and that they, they it looked like they ran some nice power runs they, in the beginning. They did, but Corbin Bryant did a nice job in there. 
I didn't feel a huge drop off. You know what I, I mean? mean? That I I just can't wait to see them next week. I that's that's kind of where my my mindset with it is is just like it was good and it's gonna be better next time with with Darius. And I mean, again, nice work, Corbin Bryant. We know you're listening. You just filled hundred million dollar shoes. What what was up with um Frank Gore? Thirty yards or something? Yeah. Did he go out hurt? I, I don't get any he, of the info or he anything. was a little he he was tweaked. He returned though. He came back. Because uh the kid from around Toronto forgot his name because I'm such a pro. Uh, he was on the John Murphy show last Friday. Check it out. Kid sounds like a good kid. Uh, Tyler Varga. That's his name. They met him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, John Murphy. And John Murphy, you're the freaking king, man. We love you. Like, my friends, we're driving a damn tailgate. We're just like, man, me and my friend Dave were like, we want to chill with John. We just want to hang out with John. Because, John, I know you're a ball buster. I could just tell. You're real quick-witted, and that's cool, man. Like, and you got to uh, you got to do the Roby roast, which I didn't go to, but that would have been kind of, you know kind of cool to see you outside of the podcast and really watch you light some dudes up. But that dude was on that podcast, and Tyler Vargas sounds like a good kid, and he was he got the ball a couple times. He was kind of shifty. I was like, damn, this kid can move. You know, and for him to be right behind Frank Gore, undrafted, that's kind of cool. You were saying that the Colts are the first guys to call him up. He's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, but the Bills' defense. They, sh- they really, stopped the run. All that they, concern. They, sh- they shit on those guys' backfield, man. I mean, they only they only even tried to run 17 times. Got 64 yards out of those 17 attempts. That is Nothing. Their long their their longest run of the day, eleven yards. It was Andrew Luck. Really? See, dude, I don't see any of these stats. See this? Like this is all like news to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I not mean, a, we're not at like we're not at some radio studio. You know, we're at Breezeway Studios. Yeah, walk we on my, walk on my front door or side door. We whatever. literally. I mean, we have no producer like handing this to us right now. Yeah, I got clothes on today. There's, there's Dave no is bag. wearing pants. Yeah, I got this sweet like tracksuit look thing. Allegedly, some on-field apparel. It's fresh. There'll be picked soon. Deacon's got a crispy 2014 Ralph C. Wilson, Sammy Watkins edition white jersey. Which all credit to you wearing white. I wear dark colors so I can rub in the stains and. Oh man, I. You know, this had coffee stains on it from from last year when we rode up to that Chiefs game. Spilled my cup of coffee down the front of this. I thought I was never going to get them out, but it actually looks pretty good now. You know what I need? I need a P-bib. Like on the league, how Taco was selling P-bibs. I need a P-bib, dude, because like, I, like I got like these khaki shorts. I don't know what it is, man. Sometimes you just stop peeing and you're like, you know what, I'm all set. Then next thing you know, you, you got a spot. You're like, Come, you got to do this to me, fam. I thought we were tight, you and me. And you got to leave a little same. So that's why it's nice to wear, like, dark colors. Because then you have a mishap. Maybe you guys want to go out on a date. I'm all set in the dating department. Um, 
I have a significant other, I guess you could call her. She's cool. She puts on my shit. And my friends like her more than they like me. So that's that's cool because then like today you're tailgating. So life advice segment. You're tailgating. You got dark colored pants on. You're prepped in case you have some kind of slow burn after effect. And next thing you know, you're just chilling with your friend while your girlfriend is busy hanging out with your other friends. And you don't got to worry about it. You don't got to worry about keeping her busy. She's keeping herself busy. And that's why you got to tailgate. That's the advantage of it. Because then you still get the credit for hanging out with your girlfriend. I see it. Yeah, I mean. So basically it all comes back to dark dark colored clothes though. Yes, because you get a stain. Any shirt I have, I'm dropping shit on it. Like, give me a hot dog. I will find a way. If I had that white jersey, dude, it would look like I ran it over five times. You know, I took good care of it. Yeah, I poured coffee down the front of it, but I attribute that spill 100% to your driving. Actually, to be fair, I'm pretty sure Dean drove. Yeah, Dean was driving when when it happened. Yeah, drunk Dean is Yeah, you you got to get that boy driving before... Check Instagram. Before the game, not after. He Check can't Instagram. Drive. I didn't get, he can't drive after. We love get, you, Dean. We know you're listening. I didn't get permission from Dean. He actually said, no, you're not going to post videos of me on your freaking Instagram. You know what, dude? Sue me. Dude, I'm posting videos of you on Instagram as Drunk Dean. That's your hashtag. Because dude, it, that... It, it, that's it. You're, you're done. And I don't know how that guy gets any girls. Because you know he pisses himself. There's no way. Dude, yeah, he... He has to piss himself. He's, he's that drunk guy that, like, to me, the drunker he gets, the less cool he is. Cause he just he just tries to he just trolls me, and I can't say tries to troll me because it's very successful. But he does wear dark clothes, at least dark pants. Oh, he's gotta, he's gotta. I don't even know why people want to go near him. But Dean, we love you. Yeah, you're beautiful. But. As far as the tracksuit goes, it's actually like a crew neck, some nice sweats. I'm comfy. I'm cozy. I'm set. I got pumped. I went to the Bill store after I got this. Picked up a Percy Harvin jersey. And I think it's all good. I'm feeling fresh. I even bought Bill socks and already have a hole in them. Great. And I'm feeling this team, man. Percy had a nice day today. Yeah, he did, man. He really did, but, like, if you really sat back and look at it, more of our story here going around and around and around in circles is Rex Ryan's defense stepped up, and it didn't matter who the hell was in there. Ron Brooks had some nice plays. Might um, smacked a couple of people. Even Butler, that was a even Butler was in there. Yeah, he, Mario Butler made some sick plays. You know, these guys are putting – this coaching staff, they're, they're putting their guys in position. What did you think about the offense with Tyrod Taylor today? Tyrod looked ready. He looked confident. He moved the ball well. Struggled maybe a little bit on third down. That that That's going to be my criticism. I'll try to say what he did well as well as what he, what he needs to work on. And third down is definitely it. How do you think they? How did they I, do? On I third think down? it was five out of thirteen on third, 
which isn't great. But they, I mean, that, that that's the thing that was interesting to me about looking looking at the game from a statistics standpoint. The time of possession was very close. The Bills had eleven dr- total drives. The Colts had ten. They were, I think, within forty points of each other in total offense. But the Bills just put up. You mean yards? Literally, yards? or yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, okay. but the Bills put up literally twice as much points in the same amount of time. Well, here, here's what's weird about watching a game. And when you watch the game at a stadium, you don't have as much access to stats because they're constantly flashing shit. And I think the thing that they put on my side and the like, the jumbotron is it's kind of like a far turn. I never think to look at it. I think it's like a fantasy jumbotron. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of where where you are in relation, shout out your section, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to three thirty one. Holler. Mm-hmm. We had a special guest, David Larson, got a ticket. But um, as far as, like, I don't know what the stats are when I'm in the section. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going on. And, and what and when I came on with that game is we, we talked, what do they got to do to win this game? And they did exactly what they needed to do, which was get that offense out there long enough to have some time of possession which I believe the Colts actually had more of until, like, the fourth quarter. Oh, I mean, ultimately they they were, like, within a minute of each other by the end of the game. Were they? Because think about it. That has been the Bills' biggest damn problem is keeping that defense on the field too long. And when Tyrod Taylor was out there, you know what I did not feel on third down or any down or any down in distance? I did not feel hopeless. No, not at all. Like he really pushes to make it happen. And and like I said, they could have they could have converted those third downs at a little bit higher rate, but ultimately they got the ball down the field enough times to win the game. And that kid, man, every time he's running, his eyes are down the damn field. Yeah. Yeah. Very good decision making. Couple of times I was really asking myself if any one of these other guys were in there, EJ or Castle or whoever, oh my gosh, would they have? Would they have, you know, Dude, gone down? I, would like, they have thrown it away? Would they have thrown it into coverage? Would it be an interception? Where, where would we have been with somebody else? I think Tyrod's right where he needs to be. I'll be honest with you, like, and sorry to the PC world, but like. I didn't know what anxiety was until, like, late in my life. I'm 31, and about a couple years ago, I picked up smoking weed, call it whatever the hell you want, and I did not know what anxiety was to put a label to it. And I will be honest with you. I put a label of anxiety to what I would feel like when Fitzpatrick was in there, what I would feel like which with I'm a full supporter of EJ Manuel, but, you know, with Tyrod, I didn't feel that there was a learning curve, because every, I have not seen him throw a, 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 a very, very remember, memorable bad ball 
Um, I was in, you can attest to this. I was in getting in the bathroom or something, and I missed a third down play, and I believe they got the last field goal, and I heard he overthrew a dude in the end zone by just a little bit. I think he overthrew Harvard again, right? Or Watkins. It was Watkins. And I even thought that that ball he threw towards Watkins where there was a defender right there. The defender never turned around, but it was okay. Tyler scrambled around. He saw Watkins threw it up by the sideline. I believe it was his first attempt to Watkins, and it was in the second half. And it was a smart play because Trent Edwards weren't throwing that ball. Ryan Fitzpatrick would have, but it would have been awful. Sorry, Ryan. Love you, dude. But Kyle um, Orton would have never got it there. Kyle Orton, I think Kyle, Kyle Orton would have tried, but I don't think he would have been able to get out of trouble to get. To yeah, that. he he would have, he would have wrapped himself up already. EJ, I think, would have been too scared to throw that ball. And what I liked that he did, Tyrod today, very smart plays, batting down that ball and throwing that ball up that we just talked about. Why is it smart to throw that ball up towards that that cornerback? You never know. That cornerback never turned his head around. Never. You could get it. Did it look like a PI to you, a pass interference, or no? No. No, it was clean. So, to me, what I'm trying to ask you now is, he threw the deep ball. He threw the outs. We don't have that anxiety factor. No. We don't have that. And and I, I wasn't, like, I don't know. Again, I, I bought into all the hope that they sold us this year. And, and oh, having, yeah, big time. And, I mean, I was a hard sell. Like, I didn't buy it. I wasn't buying the Rex Ryan move at first. I was like, oh, the dude from the Jets, the the 4-12 and 12 Jets. But, oh, my God. Yeah. Just, I, I felt the same way. Like, now I want to know, what can't Tyrod Taylor do? Because... He sees man coverage. What's he do? He sees guys are covered. Do jets for a thirty-one yard run or something after a fifty-one yard bomb to Harvin. Oh my god! You know what I'm he's, saying? Like he's he saw incredible. man coverage, stepped in, slid up, boom, out. Just out. The only thing that still worries me is he hasn't had his big mistake yet. He had, and that's that's the side of Tyrod Taylor I'm most interested in is. If he if he takes the big sack, or if he gives up that pick six, what's his demeanor like after that? Because up until this point, he's been almost flawless. You want? Know uh, if I was to guess what his demeanor would be, um, I wouldn't want to mess with that kid. And, and here's why: because. That that stuff was floating around Twitter that he got like a grill for the game, like he got mm. like you know a nice mouth guard with some diamonds in it, which and, I would have had no problem with. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit, man. Do what you got to do. You're one of thirty-two. You got the nod. And I'm sorry, but if I had my choice, I, I mean, I'd probably be out there in a jumpsuit, but like, you like in a nice tracksuit, Adidas stripes, but. Tyrod, like, was so upset over that. He's just like, yeah, I don't know. That's not me. That's not me. And if Tyrod does make a mistake, 
he's going to be smart enough to to diagnose what he did wrong and learn from that mistake. And you know, people want to talk about the preseason. The first game we saw him, he seemed to want to talk and run a little bit. Second game, he worked on it. By the time that he faced the Swiss cheese Steelers on defense, he looked like the next coming of Doug Flutie or whatever. I don't know. Name somebody in there. Michael Vick. Well, I, mobile guy that can extend the play, get you out of trouble. And you know oh, what? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's great. He is so great back there moving the pocket and just staying with it. And that's what really surprised me. And he wasn't sacked at all. No. Stayed, stayed out of his own way. His only real mistake today is he had that little uh, that little hiccup where he where he fumbled. Uh, he took the snap. You know, I saw it on TV, so I got a better look at it. I'm sure he took the snap and was kind of turning the ball around in his hand and just, you know, it was raining out there. You were there, you know. I don't gotta tell you it was raining. You you were out in it. Yeah, not really a nice opening day. It not slipped bad. out. It slipped out. But I mean. The way he scooped it back up, it almost looked like he meant to do it. I mean, he played it off really well. Same thing with that that uh, little fumble with Charles Clay. He fell right on it. I mean, yeah, it was a fumble, but I mean, he still came. He still came on it clean, you know. The kid just moved. The kid just moved smooth. Like, like I, he's out there, and I'm just like, you know, my my friend Sean on Twitter, like, well, on Twitter, my real life friend. I always bust my balls, freaking Giants fan. I'm not judging, but I am. He go. <laughs> <laughs> such a dick. I know, I know. I, don't I? I don't sweat it too much though. I I'm friends with a couple Giants fans. They're all right. I never had beef with Giants fans. My grandfather's a Giants fan. Our, um, our boy Jeremy, he's a Giants fan. He gives us a shout out on Instagram. Jeremy don't know how football works. I mean, I just figured it out. But um. He, you know, I post something on Twitter like the Bills. Like, here's what's gonna happen. I said this last week, and and here's pretty much what I said on Twitter is the dude, the the Colts are gonna try to keep Tyrod Taylor in the pocket and show that he can throw from the pocket and make the damn throws. Because there was a thing that I believe he dropped in the draft of, and he had like a bad throwing percentage, I believe, in college at some point. Which to me in college, who are you throwing to? So many factors. Are you throwing on the run? Do you have an offensive line? I mean, it is what it is. We don't know how it's going to transfer to the NFL. But when you shit, when you when you beat Michael Vick's stats and he was the number one pick, you kind of wonder why why is Tyrod Taylor falling down the draft? Um, but his throwing. They said, "All right, we're going to really hone in on McCoy." Um, ground a pound, ground a pound, ground a pound. Rex Ryan confirmed kind of what my suspicions have been, which was he never said he was going to do ground a pound. Everybody just said, okay, well, Rex is a ground a pound defense or offense and defense. Well, That's, he, no, he said that. I don't know, man. I don't think he, he also said you media ran with that in a press conference a few, few days ago. He said like, I never said I was going to be ground and pound. It was along the lines of, I said, he's like, this offense is going to be multiple. You guys kind of ran off with the ground and pound. Well, he's he's known for the power run. 
throughout his entire career as a head coach. At the same time, he is, but you got a clean slate. You got a new coaching staff. You got a you got you have a cutting top edge. notch offensive coordinator. I mean, Marty Morningway was nothing to sneeze at. No, I'm not. I'm not you, trying to take anything away from to, anyone else that he had with the Jets. I mean, I think that was the best guy he had when he was with the Jets, and it was. Not that great, but, I mean, you have cutting edge and Greg Roman. I mean, first play out there, you got Matt Castle and Tyler Taylor running out, and we're like, holy shit. And that's like a play that you just throw in a bank to throw on film. Just like, okay, guys, go prep for that. I think that was cool. Go go, go waste practice time on that play, you know. Um, but what I'm getting at is you got Rex Ryan here with this offense and a guy, Tyrod Taylor, who's never proven he could do it starting a game. So if you got this guy, you're going to want to make sure he can't run. You're going to want to make sure you could shut down McCoy. And quite honestly, the offensive line struggled, struggled more than I thought it would against a bunch of guys we can't name. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and and they made Tyrod Taylor throw. It didn't end well for him, though. Right. And I said on Twitter to my friend Sean, I go, look. Or I said in general, I just said, if they make him throw from the pocket, he's going to carve them up. And then I shot him a text, just a HMM on my way home from the game. And he goes, oh, stop it. That's what he replied back with, like, yeah, dude, the kid's too, I think he's too smart to fail. Do you get what I'm saying? He's right. too bright. Like, you know, David Lee, the quarterback's coach, raves about him, says he has a photographic memory. He's too smart to fail. Just just look at how he tucked that ball away and man coverage just bounced. He set it up like he was dropping back. Didn't see what he liked. He was out. Mm-hmm. He was just out 30-something yards. And the throws have so much touch on them. They have some zip. The The bomb to Harvin was not underthrown, but if it had a spiral, it would have been more out in front of him. A little bit wobbly, but, I mean, dude, you're talking like one viewpoint to the other that pass went. Like, holy shit. And he answered the questions to me. How are you going to stand in the pocket? Are you going to panic? No, he didn't give a shit. He really just carved shit up. He had a game like Russell Wilson. Yeah. And that's what we've been hoping for. Very solid game. I mean, 195 yards. Passer rating was 123.8. That's phenomenal. And did you see all the checks he was making at the line, adjusting things and... Yeah, checking in, checking out, yeah. And it's like, back to that anxiety thing. I never knew really what anxiety was, like I said earlier. And it really is what you get when you trot out Matt Castle. You're like, okay, tenure vet. What can this guy do? Because I know in third and long, he's not going to do it. Cross your fingers, Castle. Castle, I'm sure you're a great dude. You look like a pro. You move like a pro. 
you are a pro, but you're not dynamic like Tyrod. EJ Manuel, you're a great dude. I think you could be with the right tutelage. Could be a very you, you could be a, a good football player. Um but truthfully, you're under a microscope right now, and if you were out there and you throw one bad ball, you're questioning everything. When it's like I'm watching Andrew Luck throw a couple underthrown balls, a couple dart bad throws. I don't hear jack shit about Andrew Luck not being the guy. I mean, anoint him a Hall of Famer, according to a lot of these people already. I mean, dudes are swinging from his, you know, his you-know-whats. So, like... No, I mean, that's... I don't get that anxiety with with Tyra Taylor, man. His style of play is kind of similar to Castle in a way because it's just... It's kind of cross your fingers. Andrew Luck throws kind of a lot of interceptions, but at the same time, he scores a shitload of touchdowns. So he's kind of that. He's kind of like the same as Castle, well, like the exact opposite. He, he, you still got that cross your finger aspect, hope the shit sticks when you throw it against the wall. But Castle's timid, whereas Andrew Luck will take. Roll the dice on the big play, you know? See, I, I don't know, man. I kind of disagree with all that because here's why. At the combine, Andrew Luck proved he can run. And we even saw him run today. Yeah. He can, yeah, he he got can away. scooter. And I am not going to take away from Andrew Luck as a football player. My whole point is I think it's I think the media has a lot of control on a lot of things. And from a national perspective, Andrew Luck looked good his sophomore year. And it was always, what's up, what's up with Luck? Suck for Luck, suck for Luck, suck for Luck, suck for Luck. And he's been built up to be this great quarterback. And are you kidding me? What I would give to have Andrew Luck? Yeah, Tyrod, you look good for one game. But if Andrew Luck was available, sign me up. What I would like to see what Tyrod can do? Hell yeah. Dude, I think you're the man. But Andrew Luck really is the next gen of of great quarterback. But what I'm trying to say is when you're in a microwave society and you're really nitpicking and you're really honing in on a microscope and when somebody doesn't show it out the gate, a guy like EJ Manuel is shown the door. When there's a when there's a veteran like Ryan Fitzpatrick out there, Kyle Orton, Matt Castle now. You're kind of like, okay, what are you going to do for me? Because we know you're not heaving that ball downfield. Third and third and 15, good good freaking luck. Are you going to run a draw? Are you going to run a draw get him off guard? That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seriously. Andrew Luck, though, can get out of all that. He really can. Andrew Luck needs a damn defense. That's really yeah. what he needs because yeah, his offensive line looked pretty boss today. They did a really good job spreading the Bills the Bills rush out, pushing them outward. Yeah, and he still doesn't have a defense, and it's a shame. It's a real shame because what quarter was it when they finally crossed the fifty? Was it like 
Third quarter. Mid-third quarter. I, I believe so, yes. So, oh, no, they missed a field Didn't they miss a field goal in the first half or something crazy? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then okay, missed but one. It, it was like, I want to say it was like 42-yard attempt, maybe. But it was just crazy because, like, that defense, hard to kick at. that defense held them back, and that defense is going to give Andrew Luck fits. Speaking it's of kicking at the ref, though, Dan Carpenter, he redeemed himself a little bit today, I think. Yeah, I thought he did good. Yeah, he he was on point. I feel like they played a full game, the Bills today, and that was great. We, I, I, there's not been a complete game with this team, and that's like the same thing I'm related to with with Luck. Is like Dan Carpenter did his job today, and that first field goal, I was like, yeah, the whole special teams unit did their job today. I mean, kickoff coverage. It's pretty phenomenal. Colton Schmidt on point. I mean, when was the first time the the Colts even got to start past past the 20? And how many times did did they get pinned inside the 10? Like, I think at least 4. They really got like bills. Like, I feel like the Bills would always get balls, like, within the 10. It's like, really? But now, I mean, maybe it's because we have a punter that can boom the ball 70 yards. Like, the dude's freaking, like, mega foot. You want to have Megatron, Mega Hand, Carrington, mega foot. <laughs> the dude just, holy shit, he just boots it. But you got to have that. If they assembled the team around Andrew Luck, Pagano's on the hot seat. He's got to be. You don't have a franchise quarterback and, and suck. And, and, like, isn't that why the last coaching staff got gassed and Pullian got gassed, got fired, was because they didn't have a defense. They didn't have anybody but Peyton Manning. So now in offensive players, like, so now shit hits the fan. And quite honestly, they didn't do too bad against the pass rush. No. I mean, the, the Colts just had three turnovers, so. Two picks. And I don't think they did too bad against the pass rush. But to reel it back, to, to wrap up with Tyrod, I'm psyched. I think we're set there. And Tyrod and Andrew Luck, the Bills had a better run game. Carlos Williams. Yeah, Car- Carlos Williams really, I mean, he's for real. He is for real. Downhill. He is downhill. Yeah, I mean, he put up... He put up 55 yards on six carries today. I mean, that's that's comparing to, to McCoy only getting 41 on 17 carries. I was, I was really hoping to see a little bit more out of McCoy, but, I mean, he's coming off the hamstring injury. I thought when McCoy hit the edge, um, he didn't have that gear, that extra gear that he usually has. Now, I could be totally wrong. Dude well, could be 100%, and I could not know what the hell I'm talking about. But, to you, me... You did point out an interesting fact when we were shooting the shit earlier, and that that's the... That that's getting that's be, getting behind Jerome Felton, and and following the fullback. He hasn't run behind the fullback since college. Yeah, I think. 
I believe Andy Reid might have sprinkled it in, but it's definitely not much though. It's definitely in college. Here, here was my thought process on that. All right, McCoy's missed a lot of time. You're in a new offense. Yes, he's in practice. Yes, he's in walkthroughs. Yes, I'm very sure he's capable. If you hear McCoy talk, he's pretty damn bright. Um, he knows what's going on around him. I just think it's an adjustment for him. And quite honestly, that Carlos Williams run, I don't know what the hell Sandra Henderson was blocking on that. Like, it looked... I could be wrong, but it looked like he made something out of nothing. I don't know if it was intended to be a counter, but it worked out as a counter. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe he got through that. Got through that opening. He because got in, through. Incognito tried getting a block in. Nothing against Incognito, but the dude slipped and fell. So like, as he's like mid fall, like, and the only reason I know this is Pro Football Focus tweeted it out. I believe I retweeted it. Um. And just check it out. I just watched it on replay and just honestly, I honed in on the left tackle. Whatever an idiot would do to try to figure something out is kind of what I try to do, like simple things. So I watched each position on the offensive line that plays a nice shot right behind the offensive line. And Carlos Williams, Fred, I love you, but he Fred Jackson did, man. Like, he made something. His vision is disgusting. And he's got that linebacker mentality from playing linebacker. He ain't scared yeah. of contact, he wants it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great compliment. It, it's kind of young Fred Jackson. That's that's the way I look at him. He's got a little more zip, so I guess yeah, definitely a younger Fred Jackson. I thought McCoy get the ball to McCoy in space. It did that today, and that was a positive. He had some receptions. Yeah, to be fair, he he caught three balls, forty six yards, and that you know you can't. You can't just dismiss that. And an offensive line is going to take a little bit to get into work. I honestly thought it would be a little more ahead than it was. Yeah. Um, that's probably the only downfall or concern I would have is that offensive line. And if you shut down McCoy and you confuse Tyrod Taylor, which I don't think you can because, like, that kid's – I never answered a question earlier, but he's going to come back stronger. You screw him up on one thing, he's gonna come. He's he's gonna come back. You're not. He really is that last guy to leave. That typical. Oh, he's the last guy to leave the practice field. Yeah, he is that guy. Yeah, definitely. He's got great character. Definitely looking like a leader out there. One thing that made me really happy, and we talked about this too earlier before we did the show. I'm glad Booby got a touchdown. Yeah, I love Booby. I'm really glad he got to got to run that one in. Yeah, Booby's Booby's so versatile, man. That that dude will that dude will block. And and I believe, um, I don't know if we touched on this for the cuts last week, but the reason John Connor was cut, I always thought and had in my mind too, was before they cut John Connor, John Connor was going to get cut. You want to pick him up? I looked at him like honestly a camp body. Yeah, camp unfortunately, body even though he, they think he's the best and Rex is doing whatever he wants, but I just know Booby Dixon played fullback for San Fran under Greg Roman, and when he was a free agent, he wanted a chance at cracking the running back slot spot over here. So he came over and guess what he does? He doubles as a fullback. So. If he's on the field and you got Felton on the field, 
And you got two two dudes who can maul people, especially Felton. He's an animal. I don't think he really showed what he could do today yet. McCoy's going to pick it up. McCoy's going to be some time. Um, I don't think a lot of time because, again, I think he's bright. He's got that kid as a chip on his shoulder. And quite frankly, quite honestly, a um, little thing happened today, which we'll get to my point that I was just going to bring up. Uh, I was at the Red Pinto tailgate. So shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Papagallis and Nick Papagallis there. Um, great food. Um, friends with Andrea. Love you, Andrea. And gotta say, I ran, they had LaShawn McCoy's aunt there doing a raffle. And I talked to him. I talked to her for a bit. And we just got shooting the shit. And she knows her football. And I was like, you know what kills me? I was like, I do not get why LaShawn McCoy, all these fantasy asswipes are, are calling him to have a down year. But you're going to keep DeMarco Murray, who, again, this, I said this last week. I could be wrong, but isn't that offensive line on the Eagles worse than it was last year? And you expect DeMarco Murray to do better than McCoy did last year overall? And McCoy was, like, still an awesome back last year. You didn't put up close to two grand or 1600 or something, but, like, he still put up a lot. And like Yeah, it was like 1300 She followed everything I was saying. She's like, yeah, exactly. She's like, Greg Roman knows what's going on. And I'm like, right. And Frank Gore, for you fantasy guys, who do you play under? Greg Roman. So we're in the cards when Frank Gore's knees were supposed to be shot six years ago. And he's 32. And, yes, today was not a good testament to what he could do. But No, it was not. And... and, and you know, to devil's advocate, McCoy, it wasn't a testament to what he could do, but I don't think it was all McCoy. No. You know what I mean? Uh, because that guy's main lemons out of lemonade. He has, that's a guy, and we're talking about Gilmore, prove it, prove it, prove it, which he has now. Gilmore, I would say, is a great cornerback. LaShawn McCoy has proven to be a great running back, so I'm blaming somebody else. There's something going on there. There's something, it's either a learning curve if it is on him, it's a learning curve again. I don't know. If it's not him, it's the offensive line. Um, But he's got a – or it's his injury. Maybe he's still nicked up. And his aunt knew what's up. It was really cool talking to her. And she knew a bunch of stuff about, like, it's weird when they know offensive coordinator changes and all the details. You would think, oh, it's just a rant. It's just a fan. And McCoy, I think, is going to get it together. And you got to keep in mind, the Colts, the Tyrod Taylor doing what he did today is going to open up the run game. Hands down. Oh, yeah, because you can't not cover these guys, and he proved that. You can't leave any of those guys open anywhere on the field and McCoy in space like, we didn't see a lot out of Sammy today we Sammy Sammy guy I think one maybe two targets and no catches but I mean he was drawn he was drawn double coverage and they ex, they ex, you know exposed that they tried to take our two biggest weapons away 
Really, think about it. They they took away Watkins, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what, dude? And they stuck, they stuck it to McCoy pretty well. Yep. But then Charles Clay was right there, and Percy Harvin said, oh, hey, I can I can still hit that go route like nobody else. And at the same time, they also had a little place for Harvin where Harvin made something out of nothing on a couple plays. Like, there was one play where they gave it to him Almost like a swing pass, I thought, or like a really short pass. I just remember him getting the ball a few yards behind the line of scrimmage and getting over it a couple of yards. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, he had a little like, jet I, I sweep. Was, yeah. I thought he was going to get pinned. But here's the deal. Here's two things I'm going to get really pissed off about right now. Is looking at the stats, it, the game reads differently to you. But point blank, they need to take time off the clock and do a great job. And they did a good job with that offensively. They gave that defensive rest. That's what I thought needed to happen. I'm thinking stats. I don't give a shit about Sammy Watkins' stats. I don't. Is it concerning? Maybe. At the same time, here's the deal. You got to look at the Colts' game plan. I th- I mean, like we'll never know it. But from what I saw, take McCoy out, take Watkins out. So yeah, what that, happened? Let Percy Harvin prove he can be an NFL receiver and not a gadget guy. Let him prove that. But he can still run the jet sweep. I don't care what he does. He can he can catch. He can he can be the gadget guy. He can play special teams. I don't care if he's a gadget you guy. Never, you go never know where to toilet watch. guy. Go pick your you know your dog's ass guy. I don't care. Are you on the field making plays? Are you? And that's what the Colts wanted to see. Today can he, he was. Do it? Can he do it? You know what that does next week? What's that do next week? That's going to free up Sammy a little bit. Right. Right. You know what that's going to do when you got two receivers out there? You're like, oh, shit. It's going to open up the run game. I mean, it's all going hand in hand. It's only up from here. It's only up. I don't think it's a fluke. And I don't want to hear people bitch about acquiring McCoy. So sick of hearing that. I'm so sick of hearing it doesn't take a special running back. You're right, it doesn't. But what he does is incredible. What he's proven to do. And and you can't. I don't want to hear anytime the number 30 is brought up. The dude's 27 years old. Oh, that's a cliff where they start to go downhill. Maybe it is statistically. I don't have some big-ass studio where I can look up all the stats. I guess I have a computer, but I'm too dumb to figure out where to look it up. So what I'm getting at is McCoy's going to be fine. It's going to open up. This offense is only going to get better. And if you look at the stats, well, Sammy didn't have any catches. You know, McCoy, what about the rushing yards out of Tyrod Taylor? What about the passes he dropped in there? Deep ball, outs. I want to see a little more in the middle of the field. Right, and but I mean, you, we, I, we I'm, know we I'm do it. being a little hard on, on McCoy about 41 rushing yards, but he also had 46 receiving. So, you know, you put those together, that's a pretty solid day. Not great, not legendary by any means, but solid. Yeah, who could complain about that? Nobody can. You can't come. He's got 100 yards in the game. Just one guy, 100 yards. I mean, Percy Harvard had five catches today, too. You know, that's 
that's so crazy. I mean, Tyrod Taylor to Percy Harvin, and LaShawn McCoy had 100 yards in the game. Obviously, all purpose, but, and a few receptions, like, and Tyrod Taylor had yards on the ground, which we knew was going to happen. But a year ago, let's hope EJ Manuel gets better. Let's hope he progresses. It's year two in the offense. Let's see where we go from here. Where does this take us to New England? Like, what do you think is up with New England? I thought that Brady looked awesome against the Steelers. And you can't even, even if the Steelers didn't try anybody out there and it was against error, which quite frankly it should have been against error with that defense. Dick LeBeau. Man, losing Dick LeBeau for the Steelers. Yeah, but Brady dropped the balls in the bucket. He did do that. Did they know that Gronkowski can catch and run and do all sorts of shit? Because the Steelers must have never heard of him. I don't know what you guys were thinking. Yeah, you got to cover that guy. You, you got to double cover that guy. I don't care if that is... The, I don't care if that is a bottom tight end in the league. How do you let a guy get that open? I mean, something's going up. And you got to figure this. Tom Brady is going to have fits against the Patriots. I don't know how they're going to stop Gronk. And what I worry is, if you take away Gronk, Brady's going to do his signature yards after catch. Little outs by Edelman, little Yeah. They got counters across the line. You know what else I could see? What if Balchuk's like, huh? They didn't do so great setting the edge sometimes on those runs. There's a f- just a couple runs. Like their first run went for like eight yards, right? From the Colts today. Yeah. I could see I could see Balchuk looking at that going, you know what? Let's test this run game. And see what can happen. I don't know what they're going to do defensively, the Patriots, defensively, to stop the Bills. If they stop the run, I'm not worried about it. We'll eat their secondary. Because we'll those receivers, eat them. Ben Roethlisberger was down Bell. And that tall ass dude which I am drawing a blank what his name is because that's how bright I am that is suspended for four games isn't it Martavius Bryant mm, probably what are you good for nothing yeah he it, it just I mean those receivers were so the, the Steelers put up a lot of yards like they were still they kind of got back into it. I mean, they were right there. They were. I mean, it was a it was a seven point game. They lost by seven. That's one possession. I couldn't believe those corners for the Patriots. They're not gonna. I don't want to say the Patriots are dead by any means because Brady was looking on point, but I just don't see how the secondary of the Patriots can hang. 
I really don't. I can I mean, you go from Browner and Revis to to that, and it's like to to what they have now. I can't even name them. Yeah. As you know, the AFC is pretty decent, and I can't even name the dudes that they got on as as the corners, and it's it's really disturbing that. If the Bills get crushed by the Patriots, I'm going to be really disappointed. Because I'm watching Indianapolis, which I believe has a better roster than they did last year or this year. I'd say so. And I'm thinking like, damn, this team was in the AFC championship game. Yeah, they did not look good in that game, though. Touted as one of the most powerful offenses this year. Mm-hmm. Big yardage offense, more often than not. And they didn't do squat. You can't blame the quarterback. They they had 300 yards of total offense, but they just weren't putting up the points. I really don't know what to, to do with this Patriots game because it's the Patriots. It's kind of intimidating in a weird way. Like, oh, we're going to crush them. Yeah, keep saying whatever the hell you want. They stomped on us. They stomped on the Bills forever and they're going to and they keep cheating they keep doing whatever it takes to do it they keep tiptoeing the line they we know what they're about either way the bills had to play in twice a freaking year and they got to figure it out if that means they got to steal their playbooks go do it you got to <laughs> go pay the ball boy the new ball boy to get the playbook go pay him and get that playbook figure it out because i'm sick of seeing these dudes Get away with it. And quite frankly, this is the best team the Bills have tried out against them. And damn it, it's our time. All right? I want to see this team run the ball, throw the ball, crush, give Brady fits. And when Chan Gailey was there with a piss-poor defense, which I don't think they were as bad on paper as they performed, I thought the guys were all right that they had back in the Chan Gable years. I just thought it was the coordinator, you know? So, um, yeah, they upgraded clearly a lot since then, but they beat the Patriots. Brady threw four interceptions. How many times? And I was at that game when they beat the Patriots. And it's like, you're never going to see Brady throw four interceptions in a game again in person, at least me. Because I can't afford to go to all those Patriots games to, just in case he throws an interception. <laughs> and honestly, I respect that man. Cheating, whatever. That dude answers the call, and I think we secretly hate him because he's, he's what we're about. He's such a dick. Yeah, but dude, he's also what we love in a person, which is a hard work. Such a dick. Yeah, he wears Uggs. Such a dick. We know, but hey man, I like the hard work thing. Last year I was like, you know, I better appreciate him. He's getting old. Anytime before last year, I'm like, screw this guy. I hope he gets hit by a boss. You suck. Like that get, that, get, that remains my sentiment. Yeah, obviously. Give but, me the give me the keys to the bus. What are the keys to to, to stop this team? Patriots? Yeah. What do you think we gotta do? You gotta get to Brady. Get to Brady, but don't blow your coverage doing it. 
I I don't think I think it's gonna be contained Brady. I would I would almost expect to see Rex maybe roll it back a little bit, do more three four man rushes, and just keep that coverage tight. Because like we talked about, they do have they do have those guys. You have to you have to jam up Gronkowski somehow, but you have to watch out for Edelman. You have to watch out for Brandon LaFell. If if Darius, if you know Darius is back, Darius is back. Darius is back. If Corey Graham is back, and you have Darius in there, obviously, I think that ups that defense about ten percent to fifteen percent. Because the way I look at it, pressure up the middle for Darius, which would allow Corey Graham to cover Gronkowski tight if he's got a drop down. The Steelers' defense allowed twenty eight points when they when they played the Patriots on Thursday. We can do way better than that. I'm confident we can do way better than that. Ultimately, I see us holding them to maybe 17. I was thinking 17 as well. That's like the exact number. Maybe 20. Maybe 20. I, again, I, I like what the Bills did this past game with the Colts, which is get some points up, deflate that clock. And that's what they did. That's what they got to do. And less- Yeah, I think if the Bills can can kind of up the ante on on things on third down a little bit and kind of really maul that time of possession compared to to where we were at this week. I think I think if the Bills can keep the ball a little bit closer to 40 minutes next week that they have this game on lockdown. If that run game comes to fruition, you'll have that. That's all it takes. That that's all we were missing offensively was that run game, that consistent run game from McCoy. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't non-existent. They the, as as a whole, the team rushed for 147 yards. So there, it's not that there wasn't run game today, but we well, need I mean, we need to see the, if you take away Tyrod Taylor's yards. We need. Know, we need to see. We need, we need to, to see, see McCoy, McCoy hit the me, hit the home run. We just need to see McCoy be McCoy. I don't even think he needs a home run. He just needs that four to five a carry minimum average. You know what I'm saying? And, and they bottled him up good. And nothing against him, man. No, I'm not. I'm not holding shit against him. Now, if I see this in seven games, yo, what's going on, dude? But we're not, man. And I think he's gonna get criticized all week. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about the whole Watkins thing. It's only for the better. This is the first game. Last I checked, it's about wins and losses. Emergency news right in. Des Bryant just broke his foot. He's out four to six weeks. Yep. Well, glad I'm not Tony Romo. Yeah, I wouldn't want to look like that. Um. Watkins, he'll be fine. McCoy will be fine. And quite honestly, to wrap up, I just want to rail on something. I am sick of hearing that the refs don't get to get criticized. That the refs, we're not going to, you know, listen to a lot of radio. I listen to a lot of sports talk. I listen to a lot of dumb shit to keep myself going. And anything I hear, it's we're not talking about the refs, even especially national media. We're not talking about the refs. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. You're going to throw a flag for a kicker hopping over a Bills guy 
But a guy clearly runs into Schmidt, and you're not going to throw the flag. A couple personal foul penalties. Yeah, the Bills had some trashy things going on. Yeah, but I... I did not catch what happened on that Jerry Hughes personal foul. I didn't even know there was a who the personal foul was on. I don't know what he I, did. I still now don't even know what that was about. They got that that chop block call against Clay completely wrong. They even said that. Even the announcers on TV were How like, was it wrong? Well, they were saying that uh, he was never engaged, that, that the player was never engaged with the offensive tackle. Which is true. So that that makes the block a legal block because the player wasn't engaged at the time. Now, what is the crime of these guys getting together and talking about it and changing the call or have it mandatory where flags thrown immediately it's up on the jumbotron? That way, you don't got to go under the hood, dude. You see clear as day. You know what, dude? That wasn't it. And you got four sets of eyes on it. and you Or maybe get every guy in there. And you go, you know what? That wasn't cool. Now, what I do like is they did give credit where credit's due. They overturned that catch. Who was it? T.Y. Hilton? Was it Andre yeah. Johnson? I believe it was T.Y. Hilton, but the Bills won a challenge. I I just about lost my shit. You know I, what that is? The power of Rex Ryan. Yeah, I, hit, I had to hit Twitter about that. I was in disbelief because literally... Over the last few years, Bills were always losing them challenges. Yeah, and I think it's a Rex Ryan effect, man. Like, did you see him doing like the toe drag on the sideline when they're yeah. throwing it? No, he's great, man. He's he's great over there. But you know, just be consistent with it. Cordy Glenn, I think you know. So it's like, I believe they had how many pounds do they have? Um. They had a lot. They had over hundred something yards. One hundred and thirteen like, yards. I I want to say it was eleven penalties. Yeah, and I gotta say, thirty of those yards were fucking bullshit. Excuse my French. Sorry, I'm trying to f bomb on this thing, but I thought it was bullshit. It's like, and the thing that bothers me about the NFL is be consistent about it. You know what they were showing today? We had our little traditional hibachi china buffet there in, in Henrietta after the game. And uh, they were showing the highlight on the TV of Des Bryant against the Green Bay Packers. How was that not a catch, man? Like, this is really football? At least mark the dude down on the one. Get out of here with that garbage. Two feet touch the ground. He moved forward. And then his arms touched the ground. And then the ball popped out. Last I checked, the ground caused the fumble. Therefore... That's a catch down at the one. And these refs, how long? Like, does it not feel like I hate to think like this, but to me, I might be off my rocker. Probably. Doesn't it feel sometimes that you're watching like, okay, are you really trying to let the Colts back into this game, refs? Are you really throwing these tic-tac penalties? And I understand why guys don't want to go down this road because you don't want to just deal with conspiracy theories because I don't want to believe it. And I don't want to deal with it either. I just want a fair game. If you're going to call, which luckily this game wasn't that. If you're going to call, example, pass interference or pass interference, you got to do it on both ends. If you're going to call running into the kicker, even though they declined the penalty, then not call it the next time, that's garbage. That is garbage. 
Get out of here with that shit. Put your pride aside. Put your ego aside. Your job, refs, is to get the call right. And why is it the last, like, ever since Goodell has messed with the rules for player safety, for the League of Denial, if you haven't watched that documentary, that's really screwed up. It'll make your head spin how much they have avoided concussions, have avoided talking about, oh, it's changing the rules to make the game safer. You know what the rules should be? All these safety rules? Don't be an asshole. If a guy is wide open to take a lick, don't be that guy. Why would you even think about that? If you're a douchebag and you take that shot, at least in modern day football, because NFL phones I was a kid, yeah, we all love watching the big hits. It's great, but it's still a human being and they want to make the game safer. Have a don't be a douchebag rule. That's it. If it looks like he intentionally maliciously attacked him, like, like Sue, okay. But... If you're going to have all this player safety, all this crap, what's a catch, what's not a catch, you got to simplify, man. You got to figure out a way to get this system down the pat. And I am sick of the refs getting a pass. And you you know, you also go on like that website. Um, John Murphy will have that one guy on coaching zebras or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? I'm glad he has them on there. It's interesting radio. It's always good radio, no matter what cast is on there. But quite frankly, the vibe I speaking of which, though, John, we are available whenever. Just yeah, John, you know, let me know. Drop me a line, numbillsfan at gmail dot com or on Twitter. I tweet you all the time. Not really twice, but I'm gonna do more when I get on those show topics. But honestly, with the football zebras guy. I really thought he just wanted, he makes it sound like he wants to be friends with the refs more than actually, like, be objective about it. He barely ever says that the refs got it wrong. No, here's the explanation to the catch rule. What they did is, blah, blah, blah. and honestly, they did clarify it. The catch rule does make more sense. You know, like, it really does. I'm not, we're not going to talk about the catch rule. That's lame. But my overall assessment is, the guy seems like he wants to be more of a friends with the refs and by their side kind of guy, like hanging around the outside, than he actually does want to be objective. Because if you have two eyes and you don't think that the NFL refs are screwed up, I don't know what the hell you're watching. Because you're having $100 million quarterbacks and Tony Romo and big game guys getting screwed. And it's just accepted. Oh, that's just the NFL. That's just what happens. And that... To round up this whole thing and wrap this podcast up, if you're cool with it, is that's why I'm excited for Tyrod Taylor. Right there. Why? Because with Matt Castle, we saw a third and long against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're crossing our fingers. We're hoping he makes a throw. We're hoping EJ Mandel doesn't overthrow, underthrow, throw behind, do whatever, which his accuracy has improved tenfold. And Tyrod Taylor, I don't get that. I get, you know what? Every pass is freaking nice. Every pass is calculated. It's nice. He's going through his progressions. And how do you tell he's going through his progressions? Watch his head. Just watch his head move around. Do, 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 do. You know? And he's like a very smart kid. He batted down that ball. He A ball got blocked. He jumped up, batted down. He's like, yeah, get out of here. That was such a, such a nice play. Football IQ. That kid is off the charts. Through the roof. Through the roof. Well, you know what? One thing that we didn't touch on was, and this this is minor. This isn't 
this isn't even really talk worthy, but I just want to throw it out there that one of my favorite moments in today's game was that belly to back suplex that Bakari Rambo dropped on Dante Moncrief. That's kind of like don't be a douchebag. You know what I mean? That kind of falls into don't be a douchebag because he could have just taken him down. Took him right to Suplex City, though. But the rule against don't be a douchebag, it's actually kind of cool that that was there because we got to see a suplex. It was it was badass. And and we talked about this. We talked about this at the buffet. His name is Rambo. It's the most badass name you can have if you're a dude. It's just synonymous with wrecking shit. And he took that dude to Suplex City like he was Brock freaking Lesnar, and it was awesome. Oh, he played out of his mind. I mean, Today was such a cool day to watch the Bills. You you know what you know what honestly, man, like sports highlights aside, like the like the plays. Actually, what am I talking about? Cancel all that. Just my my top moment, man. From a feel good standpoint. Besides the overall sentiment of Taylor, of Harvin showing up, of Carlos Williams stepping up, of you know this hope that's like like it's it's bringing some roots. My favorite thing was Ronald Darby stepping up, getting that pick, jumping up in the air, and pretty much saying like, "Yo, Mel Kiper, suck it, dude. All you draft experts, suck it." This team took me with the first pick they freaking had. And Rex Ryan has backed me up. Donnie Henderson has backed me up. Dennis Thurman has backed me up. The secondary has backed me up. Like, I came to play. I'm going to wave you the bird. Wave you the middle finger. Get the hell out of here. Because I'm Ronald Darby. And then Rex Ryan meets him out. And just grabs that kid and jumps up and down with him with joy. Like, that was an... Uh, like, Rex was so excited for him. Hell yeah. And I think Tom Brady's going to think twice before he tries to pick on that kid next week. They tried to test that kid. That's going to be that's gonna be on the screen in their film room all week. You got to say, the two X factors that we had in conversations, you and I, for the last... Man, since they put this roster together, really is, what can Harvin do? Can he stay healthy? I hate to say that ever about a player, but it's the truth. With Harvin, Harvin, you can't say that. Can he run routes? Can he do whatever? And can Ronald Darby step up and play some McCalvin once we found out he ain't going to be around for a minute? Yeah. And he stepped up. He, he damn sure did. And Buffalo, Bills and- fans, we have a quarterback. Yes, we do. And he is the Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Ty Pac. Maybe it'll catch on. I thought it looked like Ty, you know, like Tupac for some reason with this hat on. But I'm going to look at him. I'm just kind of thinking I should stop talking and end this podcast. So. Yeah, I thought, I thought Chuck Pagano looks like my Uncle Jerry too, but I'm probably wrong. But not the Uncle Jerry. I cannot wait. I have not even listened to Rex Ryan's pressers yet. I haven't listened to anything. We might be back later in the week. We'll be back later in the week. Maybe for a a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Something quick. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on with the Patriots. It's going to be an interesting year. 
the the whole AFC East won won this week. All four teams are one and zero. It's gonna be a tough division, and we we'll get into that. We'll we'll take a look at our schedule coming up next time. Yeah, I wanna, take a look at the at the Patriots game a little bit more in depth. Yeah, I want to piece together matchups. Piece together what what clues we get from the press conferences, and you know, there's gonna be one Monday recap what happened. There's one today, and then on Wednesday they always move on to the next game. So it'll be cool to see what hints the coaches drop back and forth. But I'll say one thing: I believe that Rex Ryan. Really, I could be nuts. Coaches always say one game at a time. They save some shit for Tom Brady. Guarantee it. Oh yeah, they're not gonna, they're not gonna let him have an easy time. No, and and if you saw all the monsters they put on the line today, I was like, oh my god. It was, and the coverage held up, man. The coverage held up. You held Andrew Luck in check. Congratulations, Buffalo. Yeah. And Rex, I went and got a freaking jumpsuit after. It's a crew neck. I look sweet. Looking good, man. You know, I want to drop too much money, but I feel fresh. You all set over here, or are we going more? What do you got? Anything? No, that, that's it for this one, man. Uh, follow us on Twitter at NumBillsFan. I'm on there at NumBillsAdamD. We're on Instagram at NumBillsFan. We're on Facebook. We got a little group, NumBillsFan Podcast. Quite honestly, we're not too active on we're Facebook. We're not active on the Facebook, because really. I, dude, honestly, I look at Facebook, and I wish I had my 10 minutes back. Yeah. I'm like, what, like, dude, I don't care what you do. Um, I don't care that your life sucks. Do something about it. Step forward. I don't know. Call me. We need help that bad. Call me. That, you got my number. Don't that, send me a dumbass Facebook message saying... I'm just talking more like my own personal one. Saying, oh, hey, do you want to do this? No, dude, you got my number. Text me. I talked to you last week. Yeah, I, I, I get on the Facebook because there's a group that I really enjoy, Bill's Mafia, over 30,000 members strong. Shout out to those guys. Yeah, shout out to the 26 shirts. They just got into, I believe they just got into Wegmans in Buffalo. Which oh, is yeah. really cool. Yeah, I actually uh, I actually want to get that uh that tie rod shirt that they did that looks like the uh, the Roddy Piper joint. The, I have honestly the hot not rod. seen any of them. You, you know you know the old Rowdy Roddy Piper hot rod yes. shirt? They did one that says tie rod. It's dope. I want to get it. 26 shirts. That's Hit awesome. us up. We can be affiliates. Yeah, right. We, I can, mean, we can. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take pictures of us wearing well, their, your shirts. I believe all their money goes to charity. And I think, like, there's... <laughs> Their shirts are cool. Like they have, they make some really nice designs. Yeah, like I don't I don't even think we need to ask permission to to, to ever plug them. Um, I just really I really enjoy that. Like that's kind of cool. Just like a little thing going around, um, with the Bills Mafia and just yeah, like a little I, network. Yeah, I mean, and they're on Twitter. Follow them. Twenty six shirts on Twitter. But you guys should really check out a bunch of Buffalo media. Check out. You know, if you don't have um, any, you know, I always listen to WGR. There's the Howard Simon Show and Chopin the Bulldog, and there's each each show has two hosts primarily: Howard and Jeremy, uh, Mike Chopin, and Chris Parker Bulldog. And you know, it's two 
Shogun Bulldog through the post game. And quite honestly, Mike Shope can be pretty brutal, you would think. But I think I have him figured out, and I really enjoy it. It's a different perspective. And I think Howard and Jeremy have a different perspective from them. And it's always great. It's always good radio. Like, it's it's nice nice radio. It's nice to pick up information. Um, I don't listen to too much national guys because they – they got to cover 32 teams, and I want to cut deep. So I'll do right. that. Um, I think those guys at Hard Foul Sports do a nice job. They have a wonderful website. I keep plugging them because they had that Tyrod Taylor documentary. Yeah, their their website is nice. Their podcast is is good. I've been uh, I've been catching up on a couple of those. They cover all Buffalo sports. We're strictly the Bills. We try to keep it simple. Um, I don't, you know. I don't want to spread myself too thin with everything, and I would rather just cover the Bills because that's what I spend the most time with. I just love it, and I feel the reason we're doing this is we have a different perspective than what we're hearing, per se, and quite honestly, why is it called Numb Bills Fan? Because, like, as a Bills fan, what the hell could go wrong? I was five minutes left in that game. I'm like, oh, shit thinking about the McCalvin game with the Patriots and I'm like oh my god no no come on come on hold this out Rex turn this ship around Rex I don't want to think those thoughts again I don't want that anxiety I don't want any of that but everything pick up all the information you can WGR has a nice hefty app John Murphy show if you got a podcast app of any site or of, of anything for your Android device or itunes also check out numb bills fan and That's check out us. hard file sports joe Buscalia has a podcast there's plenty of audio i'm a big audio guy just make sure you always listen to ours first i think that's a given i mean we know you're listening yeah i mean i'm sure all the bills if you're if you're hearing this now and rex Ryan, we don't even advice. have to tell you that if rex needs advice you know call me up Rex, you, we're here for you. Did you see Rex's picture with his? Oh, with his with his wife's feet, yeah. In the pack. I I love that, that dude, was man. So hilarious. He's I I love that guy, man. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not judging him. I I think he's he's a riot, but check everything out. Plug all your information in. Check out if you like some good afternoon. Check out Show Up in the Bulldog, especially after work, and. They're 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 pretty cool. Like they're Mike calls it how it is. He really calls it raw. Yep. And if and sometimes you don't want to hear it. Sometimes you're like, no, no, no. But then you're like, man, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. And then John Murphy is just the end all be all. Whatever John says, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. But I will say, WJR also has Paul Hamilton and Sal Capaccio. And I think I agree with those two more than anybody. Well, John Murphy, I don't count as WGR staff, but John Murphy, then those two. But that's just my perspective. I mean, everybody else has their own opinion. You got a lot of guys that are involved with stats. They might want to hammer down the Watkins thing. They might want to hammer down the McCoy not doing much. They might want to hammer down maybe Robert was not getting targeted as much as he should. They might, you know, but don't. Don't let anybody fool you. Everybody did what they needed to. Sammy Watkins had an awesome block. You know, like, 
all all three phases were great. Yeah, everything was solid. But that should be it. We're about an hour and a half into this damn thing. If you're still here and didn't fall asleep, thank you so much. Get it to Twitter. Numbills fan. I'm Numbills Adam D. We're on there a lot. Yeah, follow just, us. Just tell your friends, please. Pass it along. Let them know. Hey, there's these two ass wipes. They talk about the bills. One really likes sweatsuits and sitting in his underwear. I don't know. The other one really likes jalapeno poppers and root beer. Anything fried. And yeah, basically anything. If you have a deep fryer, just roll over to Deacon's house and just drop. Don't please don't come to my house. Yeah, drop anything in there. You should have seen him at the buffet today. Yeah, I did work. Like real work. All right, we're out. Peace. That's it. Am I gonna say bye? Fine. Bye. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah. Bye now. Tell your friends. Tell your friends.